Welcome back, everybody, to the Young Adult Audio Podcast. I have been away for a minute, so I do apologize for not uploading um, in time. But um, I'm about to get started. I'm going to do a couple chapters. So if you have time, stick around. Um, you know what to do. Continue to listen, share. Hit me up at YA Audio Podcast on Facebook. Um, if you ever need to get in touch with me or if you have a book that you would like to hear and you haven't bought, so you're kind of interested in what it's about, I will go purchase it and I will read it as the next novel. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this. For those of you who are new, I am reading from The Immortal Mage Chronicles by the author Maria Grant. It is on faith is on um, Amazon and it is on Goodreads. I am starting from chapter 13. So if you haven't listened to 1 through 12, go and do that. Um, I'm starting with chapter 13 and it is called Kitty Has Claws. I think after this chapter, before I start chapter 14, I will do kind of like a recap um, because so, so much has happened and this is like halfway through, um, a little more than halfway through actually. We're, we're getting towards the end of this kind of soon. Um, so, I'm about to get started. Chapter 13, Kitty Has Claws. Calissa wakes up in a daze. Her head is pounding. There is an IV stuck in her hand, and she can tell that she's in the hospital wing. The room is white, smells like sanitizer, and the machine's beeping is actually driving her just a little bit insane. Finally. You've been out for about six hours. It's Leo, of course. His cheeks look red and his eyes look puffy like he hasn't gotten a week of sleep. Knowing him, he probably hasn't. Let me uh, go get a nurse. Leo is gone from the room before Calissa can even blink. Then he's back before she can blink again. Hello, Calissa. A woman starts rubbing the back of her hand. I'm Nurse Kelly and I'll be looking after you. Calissa turns to Leo and raises a brow. What is your pain level? It's a good question. Calissa's head is pounding, but it's not intolerable. Um, four? Calissa whispers. Her voice sounds hoarse and scratchy. Good. Nurse Kelly does a series of tests. Checks some numbers, asks a bunch of questions before she's walking out of the room. Calissa sees a menu on the table to her side and puffs out a breath. You have your memory and you seem to be in good health. Leo's looking optimistic. I'm happy. You looked so scared last night and none of us could help you. Calissa gives a half smile. Last night was insane. It's a bit fuzzy, but she remembers it clearly. When the lights went off, Calissa clears her throat. <clears throat> Leo gets her some water. Thanks. She places the cup down after taking a few sips. <clears throat> when the lights went off, I saw a black shadow. It was like it was on my face. Like it was trying to climb in my mouth. 
and get inside my body. I was fighting it off. I remember screaming, then nothing. I've never heard of something like that. Leo shakes his head. We didn't see anything on you. You just started attacking yourself. Calissa stiffens. She checks her nails and see they have been cut all the way down. Leo swallows and doesn't make eye contact. What's going on? Calissa asks him. Well, Leo rubs the back of his head. They wanted to make sure you couldn't hurt yourself anymore. So they cut and fouled your nails down. They wanted to strap you down, but I managed to talk them out of that. Jesus. Calissa feels herself growing angry. I'm not suicidal, and I didn't self-harm. I saw a shadow trying to climb inside my body. I believe you. Leo tries to justify, but no one else was there. They didn't know, and they don't know you. It's just a precaution the hospital has to follow unless the guardian says otherwise. So my mother... Calissa lets the phrase die off. She already knows the answer without even having to finish asking the question. Of course, the um, the doctor said your mother wasn't responding and your grandmother's no number isn't updated. So Calissa shakes her head. She's done crying and being sad over a woman who doesn't care about her. Do you have my phone? Calissa questions. Leo nods, reaching in his pocket to pull it out. My passcode is 96452. Can you look under my contacts and call my grandmother? She's listed as Grandma Anna. Of course. Leo jumps up. I'll be right back. Uh, the others should be arriving soon. Leo steps in the hallway and Calissa allows her eyes to close shut. She saw a shadow. She didn't make it up. She doesn't have a medical condition and she didn't try to self-harm. Something attacked her. She's certain of it. But what if, even if something didn't physically try and attack her, something got in her mind to make it look like it was being attacked? Either way, it felt real to her. What's so scary about this whole deal is that there are people in this world who see things and doctors are quick to label them as having a mental disorder when in reality, who's to say what they see doesn't exist? When what you see is so real to you, how can you just miss what's in front of your eyes? How can you just classify what you feel to be real as false? There's no way. Calissa knows what she saw was real. It was real for her. It has to be. All right, Leo says and then hangs up the phone. He sits back in the same chair he was in before and holds onto Calissa's left hand. The touch is actually welcoming. Your yeah, grandmother's concerned and says you have to call her right away. Yeah. Oh, figured as much. Calissa yawns. Can you hand me back my phone? He does as he's asked. I'm going to text my dad. She sends him a text letting him know what happened. It's so long it turns into five separate messages. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be caught. She's cut off on her phone rings. Well, that was quick. Leo snorts. Calissa silently agrees. Hey, Dad. She's fast to respond. There's a pause in the line at first. Now tell me again. What happened? Calissa resists the urge to roll her eyes at her father's question. She literally just texts him what had happened. During the blackout, I saw this shadow. 
and it attacked me, Calissa recites. It seemed to be trying to climb into my mouth or something. Taking her left hand, she fills her face. It's bumpy and she swallows. I think I have cuts in my face. Leo sticks his hand out and takes the phone. Hi, sir. Leo talks. This is me, Leo, her boyfriend. She was with me when it happened. She started screaming and was thrashing about. There was definitely there are definitely scratch marks on her face, but the doctors think they will completely fade with time. They aren't deep. Leo is quiet and he nods. Okay. He hands the phone back. Calissa, her father sighs. Look. Calissa grips the phone firmly. If you know something, Dad, tell me. Did you figure anything else out about the voice? Nothing magical, the man says quietly. Why do you say nothing magical like that? Calissa grips the phone tighter, and if she were stronger, then she's sure she would have broken the device. Earlier, you mentioned the voice was dangerous, said that's why I had to leave. Now you change your tune? You hear voices, you're seeing shadows? The man trails off. I'm just saying, there is medical help that can be provided. Calissa hangs up. She throws her phone and luckily Chase and Zink are entering the room at this moment because Chase is able to catch it. Whoa! Chase chuckles. Warn a guy. Sorry. Calissa flushes. My dad just... Ugh, he made me so mad. She admits. He thinks I'm going crazy. I don't even know if crazy is the proper term or politically correct, but he thinks I should be getting mental help. Uh, Why? What happened last night? You were proper worried. Chase gets closer. It's like this shadow was trying to climb into my body. Calissa mumbles, growing more uncertain the more she talks about it. Talk about invasive. Chase shams the shutter. It didn't get in, right? Chase looks her over. Calissa looks up and sees how worried the teen is. He doesn't seem to have a single doubt about the validity of Calissa's statement. It's reassuring. No, I don't think so. Calissa shakes her head. Huh, good. Tease that shadow. Chase pats her thigh. I wonder if this is related to the blood spell. Zink rubs his chin. Calissa's eyes grow wide as well as Chase's. When did you do a blood spell? Chase whips around a stare. Uh, to find Trevor, Leo answers for her. Are you insane? Chase questions, voice rising an octave. Performing a blood spell can lead to possession. Your body is exposed to every realm while you're pleading to Goddess Earth. Why would you? Chase clamps his mouth shut. She did what she felt was right, Leo's quick to defend. It led, it did lead to finding Trevor alive. I'm glad she did it. Zink responds next. Calissa looks to her lap and grips the sheet hard. I know it was risky, she begins. However, I don't regret helping to save Trevor's life. Yeah. Chase shakes his head. I'm glad you did it as well, but don't think Trevor would want you to risk your life to save his. That goes for me as well. Blood spells are serious. My brother, he knows all about them. I'll call him later. Calissa nods. You need to get some more rest, Leo tells her. I could always try and get a vision, Zen offers. Calissa nods, wanting him to do this from the start, but was kind of afraid to ask. 
He gets closer and holds her right hand as he closes his eyes. It takes about a solid three minutes before his body goes rigid. When Zing opens his eyes again, he blinks a few times as if dizzy. Yeah, that that was definitely some type of shadow, Zing states. When the lights went out, it came from under the door and slid up your left leg. It started wrapping around your waist like a snake. You were yelling at it, fighting it off as if it had a solid form. It, ev- it did eventually go up to your mouth and try to slip inside, but you fought it off. How is something both a shadow and solid at the same time? Chase announces his questions, and Calissa has the same question. Like, the marks at her face means that instead of hitting that thing, she was hitting herself. Yeah, that's a good question, Zink responds. I'm not the smart one of the group. None of us are. We are groans, and Calissa can't help but laugh. Oi, speak for yourself. I'm a beast at Pythagorean theorem, Chase boasts. Yeah, Zink snorts. A squared plus B squared equals what? Chase frowns up his face and throws a middle finger to Zink. Right. C squared, Leo deadpans. We literally practiced this yesterday. Leo chastises. I'm forgetful. Chase defends. It was a stressful night. I forgot everything. Oh my god. Zink walks over and puts Chase in a headlock. You are so dumb. Chase protests and fights off Zink while Calissa just sits in bed and laughs. Calissa only has to spend another few hours in the hospital before she's discharged. The first thing she does is call her grandmother, who spends 30 minutes trying to convince Calissa to just come back home. For the first time since arriving, Calissa actually wants to stay. She thinks she can do some good here, and she wants a chance to challenge herself. Her grandmother finally relents, but it doesn't sound like the elder is really giving up the fight. Calissa does spend about four hours just sleeping until she grows hungry. Heading to the cafeteria, she runs into Zink. Hey, I was just looking for you. Zink pulls her into a random classroom. Did your grandmother ever say how long... You have to put a spirit back into a body. Calissa squints her eyes to show her confusion. No, she responds slowly. I was just wondering, because Georgia is getting buried tomorrow. Calissa's jaws open as she listens to Zink. The family wants a closed and personal funeral with only close family and friends. Barbara told Chase about it. Damn. Calissa breathes. It's sad. The whole ordeal is so sad. Then again, maybe it doesn't have to be sad. If she could only take control over her powers, she could learn how to put spears back in their bodies. She could have saved Georgia. Oh God, Calissa thinks with a sick pit in her stomach. She could have saved Georgia. Hey, oh no, don't don't cry. Zing seems to be panicking a little as his eyes grow wide and leans in for a hug. Hey, I didn't mean to make you cry. I was just wondering. It's okay. No. <laughs> Calissa rubs on her wet cheeks. It never even crossed my mind to try and help her, to try and save her. How awful am I? I just sat on this secret while I could have been taking off these blockers and finding her soul little place back in her body. Your grandmother told you to keep it a secret. 
Zin grabs her by the shoulders. It's not like you had much of a choice in the matter. The thought never crossed your mind because you've been programmed to not even consider it an option. Georgia dying had nothing to do with you, and it's not your responsibility to go around raising the dead. Like a light flickering on, Calissa freezes and recalls a bird. Bradley brought it back to life. Can a necromancer bring back animals from the dead, along with people? Calissa rushes to Zink. Now it's his turn to look confused. Uh, not that I know of. Zink frowns. Did you find a dead animal? Calissa sighs. She hoped that Bratley was a necromancer as well. It would explain the connection the two have and why he keeps saying that she and he are the same. Connected. No, I... Calissa stops talking. Never mind. Anyways, I don't even know how to use my ability. I wouldn't want a chance messing it up with Georgia. Yeah, that's true. Zink nods. Then again, I was also thinking about what you saw in the voice. What if the two are connected? Like, you've been hearing the voice and it was able to attach to you when you did the blood spell. Like, able to cross over or something? Calissa thinks this might be a possible idea. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it would make sense. Have you found out anything on voices? Because I haven't. Nope. Zing shakes his head. Sally, I haven't been able to find anything. Not even anything from the most notorious band mages. Hmm. Maybe her father is right then. No. Zing saw it as well. When he had a vision of the incident, it was real. Oh well. Kalisha shrugs. No use in dwelling on it. In the meantime, I'm going to start doing some research on necromancers. See how it all works. Hey. Zing grabs her forearm. Be careful with it, okay? She nods. Come eat with me. She points her head to the door and the two of them trail off. The rest of the evening comes and goes and Kalissa has a dreamless night. After waking up and getting herself at midnight together, Calissa is sitting while Leo and the others to eat breakfast. As they are halfway eating, a girl walks up to the table and sits beside Abigail. Hi, can I sit here? She sits anyways, so it's not like she was really asking, more like stating. And what color are you? Abigail sneers. It's good to know the girl is a bitch to everyone and not just Calissa. Orange, but borderline red. The girl raises a questioning eyebrow. Is that a stipulation to sit here? If you're going to be sitting beside me, you have to be at orange or higher, Abigail Holmes. You can stay. Glad to get your approval, the girl snarts. I'm Amy. Started here today. I'm 19. The headmistress was super nice. Even gave me a personal tour of the school. Now it's Calissa's turn to snort. Abigail gets a wide smile on her face. It annoys Calissa even more. Well, I'm Abigail, the redhead announces. All of us are 16 and are mixed between yellow and orange. Trevor being an orange as well. Then there's Calissa. She's a maroon. This Amy girl laughs. <laughs> Funny, Amy leans back in her seat. In here, I was thinking my color wasn't high enough to sit at this table. So Calissa, huh? There's nothing special looking about you at all. Very plain. 
Wow. Okay. Calissa places her fork down and stares at the black-haired girl. Amy seems to be around five foot four with long black hair and equally dark eyes. Covered in heavy eye makeup, the older teen is wearing all black. I don't know you, but that was rude. Sorry, Amy fake smiles. I have a condition where I speak the truth even when I mean to only think it. Okay, Leo stands. Calissa, let's go to class. Amy, if you want to sit here with us, then you should learn to keep those thoughts to yourself because I'm not going to let you disrespect my girlfriend. Ooh, Kitty has claws, Amy jokes. Aw, she's my new friend. I like her, Abigail pouts, only because she's dogging Calissa. Safrina glares, and Abigail returns the glare. Seriously, though? Chill out. Chase announces, I'm not going to sit with someone who thinks it's okay to bully another student. Fine. Amy mimes, zipping her mouth shut. Calissa shakes her head and leaves. Following behind is Zinc and Lingo. Once outside the cafeteria, Calissa growls. Actually growls, loud and long. It releases the bubble beginning to form in her chest. Feel better? Leo jokes. God, yes. Calissa sighs. I think she's the girl from the vision I had of your dad. Zink randomly states, Calista stops walking, jaw open. Yeah, I'm about 90% certain that's definitely her voice. Let me go back and kick her ass then. Calissa turns to leave and Leo pulls her back. Settle down, Mike Tyson. Leo laughs, be easy. <sighs> Calissa growls again. Why is she here? You just told your dad you were attacked? Think lists out. Makes sense. He would send someone to keep an eye on you. But she's such a bitch. Calissa shouts in disbelief. Hey, maybe she's jealous of you and has taken an eye on you since she can't say it to your father. Leo shrugs. Ugh. Calissa shakes her head. I don't even want to think about this anymore. <sighs> Come on, you two. Let's just go to class. Calissa is just glad she is 16 and won't have to see Amy anymore. Calissa can't help but think about the other teen. Does Amy really know Orphis? Is she a part of this secret coven that Calissa is supposed to be joining with her father? Why show up now? Calissa goes through the day in the haze thinking about Amy. Calissa is currently walking the front courtyard when she sees Porter running up to her. Remembering Zink's warning, Calissa. Uh, remembering Zink warning Calissa to not let Porter touch her, she backs up and puts a distance in between them. Porter, Calissa acknowledges. Hey, Porter weighs, smile on his face. Look, I'm sure Bradley has warned me away from you, but. It's the opposite. You should stay away from that guy. He's not normal. Porter whispers the last part. <laughs> you are? Calissa tilts her head to the side. I'm interested in you because I think you and he share a connection. But you don't look like an immortal to me. So I'm curious as to how that's possible. Porter admits. Jeez, this guy is a little too honest. It's frightening. But with Bradley... He has his eye on you in a way that's weird. I was able to touch a book he had, and I got no vision off of it, like he's blocking it somehow. Maybe he doesn't want people like you prying into his life. Calissa has no idea why she's trying to defend Bradley. Look, 
Porter seems to be defeated. Ask Zink to try and get a vision. See if he gets blocked as well. Bradley is tangled up in everything that's going on. I'm sure of it. Calissa wants to ask him some questions, but Maurice, the IT guy, comes up and places a hand on Calissa's shoulder. Hey, you okay? The man asks in a gruff voice. She feels the same tingle as with Bradley. Yes, we're just talking. Calissa smiles and hopes it reaches her eyes. Marie seems to buy it, though, as he nods and walks off. Porter's serious question. Can connections be with multiple people at once? No. Porter responds quickly. It's only with a faded pair. Why? Nothing. Calissa turns and leaves. Maybe Porter is right and she can't trust Bradley because she feels the same connection with Bradley she does with Maurice. Could it be Maurice and Bradley are working together making an artificial connection with her? If so, then why? Trying not to dwell too much on the issue, Calista heads to Leo's dorm and is greeted with not only Leo, but Zinc, Trevor, Chase, and what appears to be two older versions of Chase. Hey, Calissa, this is my sister Yolanda and my brother Tommy. They're twins. Chase announces as if Calissa couldn't tell that they were twins. Both siblings have the same black hair and crystal blue eyes as Chase, just slightly taller and thinner. You the one with the shadow problem? Tommy walks up to her and hovers his hands over her face. It's a bit invasive and awkward. Chill, Tommy. Yolanda pulls her twin back. Sorry about him. When he's in the zone, he doesn't see reason, nor does he remember boundaries. My siblings are here to talk to you about the shadow. Chase explains the obvious. Bro, step back. Right, right, of course. Sorry. Tommy apologizes. Um, listen here. Our father's a scientist. And even though I'm in the business field personally, I follow very closely in his footsteps in regards to science. Tommy explains, when someone performs a blood spell, different realms see a sort of door for different creatures to cross through. Scientists have been trying to open these doors without a blood spell to see if they can break through to different realms. Game or plower, blah, you know, typical science type stuff. Not blah, explain properly. Yolanda swats at his arm. Fine. Tommy relents anyways. One scientist claimed he opened a door and a demon came through. One who held a solid ghostly form that resembled a shadow. He said it tried to take over his body and used his body as a host, but he was able to repel it. It was a weaker level demon. The interesting part is that after the demon was repelled, a greater level demon showed up and completely consumed the scientist. Yolanda adds in with humor in her voice, like this is fascinating. Yeah, apparently the smaller level demon was merely leaving a mark for the greater demon. Tommy walks up to Calissa as he stops talking. He pulls Calissa's collar and reveals a shoulder. Huh. He hums. It didn't mark you. I think I know why. Calissa whispers something to Tommy that no one else can hear. Meanwhile, Calissa's heart is beating right out of her chest. Tommy turns his haze, his glaze to Calissa and looks from her ears to her hands. 
Nice limiters, Tommy smirks. Now I see. No wonder. Chase, why didn't you tell me? Hey, Tommy. Zing interrupts. How did that scientist find the door to the realm of demons? And why would he want to? Who wants to mess with demons? Tommy stares at Zink, and Calissa has no idea what silent conversation the two are having, but Tommy's brows is raised, and then he nods. Uh, yeah. According to his research, he didn't mean to. Tommy responds, That's the thing about doors. You never know what's going to happen once you open it. Scary stuff. Chase looks to be shivering now. Calissa swallows deep. But hey, Tommy claps his hands together. Calissa... You truly have nothing to worry about. I'm 100% sure that Shadow won't come back and that a greater demon won't try anything at all with you. How? Calissa pauses. How can you be so certain? Just damn. Tommy shrugs. Nice piercings. How many do you have? Nine. Calissa replies. And how many rings? Tommy questions next. Seven. She says in confusion. Does he know they're blockers for her necromancer ability? Seven. So that's what? Sixteen in total? And what color are you? I'm a maroon. Why does this matter? Calissa wants to know. Wow. Powerful stuff. Tommy whispers. You looking to buy yourself a girlfriend or some jewelry or what? Chase pushes his brother. Stop being weird, man. What's with all these questions? Oh, I'm being weird? Tommy places Chase in a headlock and the two start to wrestle. This room is too small. Chase complains. Go elsewhere. Oh, it's on. Tommy pulls away and takes off his shirt. My room? Now. Chase demands. Trevor, help me. Fine, but I'll call your sister on my side. Tommy smirks. Fine, but I call sis on my side. Tommy smirks. Hey, no way. I call sis. Chase whines. What's wrong with me? Tommy complains. Chase responds, but they are all walking out of the dorm, so Calissa can't hear what is said. She sees them close the door and sits hesitantly on Leo's bed. He must sense that her mind is a mess right now because Leo reaches over his nightstand and holds her hand before he hands her a controller hey come on play around with me distract yourself leo suggests calissa smiles and does as told she has no idea what's going on but she's certain that she's right in the middle of it for some odd reason she's also certain she's going to do whatever it takes to keep her new friend safe she has to as leo turns on the television the news automatically starts playing a television reporter has a photo of a white van on the screen as she talks. Police reports from all over the country have been reporting white vans following people and kidnapping them. If you see a white van with padlocks, Leo turns the game on and the news anchor is cut off. Calissa looks up to Zink and see his body going rigid. Oh no, I'm getting a vision. Zink stops talking after three minutes of silence. He falls to the ground, eyes wet with tears. They're dead. They're all dead. Calista has no idea who he's referring to, but based on the pure distraught heart in his voice, she's not sure she wants to find out.